Fields. We have long-term collaborator, Mr. Veritas Suicide on the line. What's up, brother? What's happening, Josh? You know, uh, one of the first things I want to bring up with you and just like kind of just assault you with it is the idea yeah. of, of what Iconic is. Now, we've got some awesome stuff to talk about in just a second, but I wanted to lead in with what Iconic is. Now, for example, when you first heard the X-Files song, was it Iconic or did it just go with it? The first time I heard it, uh, I don't know if I would label it like, like right away. Uh, but I definitely would go, like, I just kind of went with it. But now at this point, like, it's definitely an iconic sound without without question. Precisely. Now, our Minefields, our theme song was made by you, Mr. Veritas Suicide. The, the track is, uh, it's, it's Puppet it's puppet Groove. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> charged. It, it's Puppet Groove. And I remember when I asked you to make it, I was open for anything. I loved it right off the bat. But now every time I hear it, like the way, I, like, and I'm, I'm gonna toot my own horn on this. The way Minefield starts, I love. It. I'm like, it, it is uniquely us. We're we, we're not iconic yet, but the reason I bring it up is because I was watching uh, Invincible, and the kid was getting his Mark was getting his uh, his Superman superhuman costume, and you know he, they hand him the Invincible costume, and he's like, ah, I wanted something more iconic, and right. and the designer was like. Iconic isn't doesn't really work that way, dude. <laughs> but the reason I'm, I'm I'm assaulting you in in four different aspects, and you're you're gonna see why in just a minute. Number one, you're about to go on a in ten years iconic tour. Like, okay, so it's about to happen. But in ten years, people are gonna be like, I saw Suicide Puppets with Soulfly, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now. People don't know across the world who Suicide Puppets is as much as they should, but it's it's going to happen. And yeah, buddy. tell me how you feel this, this could be iconic. Why do you belong there? Oh, we belong there because I, I am going to toot my own horn. Our fucking music kicks bro. Do it. Yeah. Uh, we, we worked our asses off the longest time to get to where we're at right now. And uh, when our manager told us, hey... Uh, Soulfly, Soulfly, specifically said yes to Suicide Puppets coming on tour with them. That's what I knew, like right then and there, dude. Like this is this is the start. I mean, granted, we've been together as a band for a long time, but this is the start of where Suicide Puppets is going to finally break through, and you're not going to get rid of us. Now, now, <laughs> I, I love it, and one of the reasons I, I love it so much is because typically, I, I would say maybe like 10, 15 years ago, Dan. You were a different Dan, obviously, but you probably... I, I'm willing to go out on a limb to say that Dan would have... The Dan... Or Veritas Suicide, sorry about that. Um, would have been like, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, I don't know about this. I'm scared. Um, just like, you know, we're not we're not good enough. Like, I, I can imagine you would have those sort of jitters. But your last record was fucking cream of the crop. The cream that always rises. Yeah! Cream's coming to the top now, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. And you deserve it, and then that's that, and and rightfully so. Um, tell me, just off the top of your head, five or six things that you've already fantasized about happening, backstage or on stage. That oh, on stage, uh, you know, the, the most of the stuff that I think about is just seeing the crowd. Honestly, just seeing the crowd, seeing how they react to us, 
because you know, uh, uh, not probably ninety nine percent of these people that are going to come out to this this tour have never seen us and or heard of us except for you know, oh, here's the tour flyer from Soulfly, Suicide Puppets. Who are these guys? Let me go check them out. Right. And you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you name it. We're out there. Right. Um, but the mainly, the mainly, I really that's all I, I fantasize about, man. Is just hearing the roar of the crowd and seeing like seeing a pit going. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's what I'm mostly looking forward to, honestly. Do you, consider- you know, and, and maybe and maybe trying to, you know, I'm sure it's going to happen, but there's going to be some sort of weird tour story that's going to come out of this, and I know it's going to happen if, because of the dudes I play in a band with. <laughs> if, if only there was some crackpot artist that showed up with a camera to record it all. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be a possibility. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> blink, no. blinkity, blink, blink, blink. Tell me, now, on this same vibration, on this same frequency, yeah, the fantasy of the mosh pit that will happen from a soul fry cloud compared yeah. to any of the other ones. Obviously, with respect to your hardcore fans already, but there's a little bit more gravitas uh, to a soul fly crowd because they're not... Soul fly fans... There's no such thing as a soul fly, soul fly fan. They're, you fucking love soul fly. And oh, totally. We don't fuck around. So, no, so, no. So if you got that crowd going, like, what's like, like, are you gonna have to? Are we gonna have to like do some CPR backstage or something like that, or, or, or just, <laughs> or just? I assume we're gonna have to like stock up with a shitload of drum heads because I imagine by the end of the night, all of yours oh, are yeah. gone. Yeah, I plan on coming with a few sets of heads for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I, if I start seeing like especially Soulfly crowd, you know, fan base moshing or even even just jumping to our music, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna be ripping through some heads. I'm gonna be ripping through some sticks. I it's yeah, dude. I'm gonna have so much energy and uh, and and adrenaline running through me that it's it's gonna be insane. I can guarantee it. I thank God I play to a click. Otherwise, every song is gonna be like 220 beats per minute. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> man, I can't wait to get you alone with a synthesizer, man. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah, I, I'm dude. I'm just so on the jazz from that sort of thing in general, uh, guys. Uh, I I have been personally invited by Suicide Puppets to film their their tour. Now I told my my uh, my uh, my he's about like a month younger than me, uh, cousin Adam, uh, at this wedding um, uh, just yesterday that this is happening. Him and I were way into like everything new metal, Deftones. Soulfly, POD, uh, you know, yeah. Spine Chain, we, we can keep going on. But when I told him that, he's oh man, like, what's it going to be like to hang out like, with Max? It's going to be awesome. I'm like, dude, it's going to be cool to see Max, but I am absolutely not there for Max. I, totally. Like, yeah. like we're, we're, we're there to film the, the uh, and he'd seen it, he actually owns it. Uh, he's like, you remember how special it felt to be with your buddies watching the Corn Life is Peachy uh VHS and see, yeah, right. <laughs> and see the behind the scenes footage of Chino filming Wicked just going off and he was like yeah absolutely and I was like that's what I'm going to capture that's what I'm after that that's and it, and it's going to fucking happen man it's guaranteed the only thing no. we, we really have to do is not get too drunk and uh <laughs> and make sure the bus is in tune I, I, I don't know like that that's pretty much it right <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I think, well, we pretty much come up with a rule for this tour. Uh, we're not going to drink 
crazily until after our set. <laughs> because we're not not only are we going on tour with Soulfly, but we are direct we are main support for that for our half of the tour that we're going on. We are main support. So it's just us and Soulfly and then locals. Yeah, you're not you're not like third string motherfucker. Like you're you're like you you're showing up. Like Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can dig it, man. When our manager got this all set up, he didn't even realize that it was direct support. So when everything came through the pipeline, like, this is how it is, this is what it is, you guys are main support, like, even he was, like, shocked. He's like, dude, that is so badass. I'm like, tell me about it. <laughs> all right, well, th- this is happening. Uh, uh, tell us when, you, obviously, you know the dates off top. Uh, just, like, when does it start, when does it end? You're, you're uh, like, so the tour. The tour actually begins, I believe it's August 20th. Uh, and the first half is... Is with a band. I think it's pronounced like Niavanin or I, I. I don't know how to pronounce the name of their band name. They they sound pretty cool. And then we pick up the tour. They drop off September third, and then we pick it up September fourth, and go from September fourth until the nineteenth. Cool. Now, uh, tell me about that one date you told me about later when we're not filming. Um, I've been meaning to tell you. you t- I got that like three in the morning from you. Uh, like morning of the wedding so i haven't had i haven't had a chance to follow up with you well i'm i'm gonna keep that under wraps for right now Yeah, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying we'll we'll talk about it after yeah yeah we'll talk about that after there's there's something that may be happening may not and i kind of hope it does because it's just well it's gonna be badass regardless but we'll we'll talk about it afterwards yeah i'm excited man like uh okay so i got actually honestly i just gotta calm down for a second man because just just thinking about this uh the photographer at the wedding um he had he had the camera i wanted oh cool yeah and i was asking him about it and he's like okay this is exactly what you want in low life in low light for action he's like yeah photos you can pop off you can like you know take some screenshots and like 4k and stuff like that you'll you'll be able to get some good stuff um but uh if you're aiming for low light film you pick the right camera for action. I was like, okay, cool. Nice. So that, that got me on the jazz uh, in general. All right, so anything you guys have, like, what was the powwow like when you, obviously this was a, a text message, this was a bunch of phone calls. What was the powwow like when you were all together and, like, physically to talk about this shit? Uh... It, believe it or not, it was it was pretty laid back because we had like everything got really excited once we got told that we were going on tour with Soulfly. Um, I remember the day distinctly. I was picking my daughter up from preschool, and my phone goes off, and it's from our manager, and he's all like, "Dude, Suicide Puppet Soulfly is a go." I was like, "Damn!" He's like, "Let's just make sure everybody's still ready to roll before I go back to their management team." Said, "Yes, we were bored." So I texted, we have a group text throughout the band members, and I said, yo, Ryan just texted me, Suicide Puppet Soulfly is on, are we still good to go? And, and within minutes, everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we would talk throughout the week, like on phone call conversations, but when we come, we usually have band practice on Sundays. Yeah. So we finally came together on a Sunday, and we that's all we talked about for probably the first half of band practice was like, okay... We need to start getting our ducks in a row. Like, we need to get the logistics behind transportation. How are we going to get around and all this and that. Like, that, that said, assume that's that's that. <laughs> that's been fixed at this point. Like, we already know how we're getting about. We, are, we already got the trailer and the van booked, so we're ready there. Um, at this point, now we just got to figure out where the hell we're going to stay. 
<laughs> like, uh, we're not sleeping in the van. We know that for a fact, though, because we are going to shower every night. Yeah. You don't want to be in a van with us without shower. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, it's just booking rooms. And then uh, the other logistical side of it, like how long of a set do we have and, you know, what kind of gear do they want us to bring and whatnot. So it's it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was it was – it was cool to just sit down and talk about it as a band. And what, what I find even cooler to be on the other side of it now is seeing the local artists that are going to be opening up for those shows oh, are yeah. already promoting it on their Facebook pages, tagging us in it. And I'm like, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't been on this side of that before. So it's mm-hmm. it's new for me. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a cool experience all around, man. Like, I'm super excited for it. Now you know what I meant for Iconic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you can't plan for Iconic, but you can definitely show up for Iconic. Uh, a lot of shit happened at the wedding yesterday. I'm like, I'll tell you about it off camera, but like one of those things is that you can't plan for certain things, and you just like uh, it was like the one first pearl of Joshua Michael wisdom I can actually stand by is that life is the art of showing up. How about it? Yeah, uh, my cousin's kid was like, man, all I do is sit and play video games, and then I get anxiety because I've made plans, and then three days later when I'm supposed to show up, I just don't show up, and I was like, the, the art of life is just fucking show up, dude. Like, about it, yeah. It, it's the same thing with the gym. If if you can get your ass to the gym, just, yeah. just drive there. Once you park, you're there. You might as well just get out. You, you, you don't... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you get there, and uh, man, uh, I, I think of iconic tours, uh, Smashed Up Sanity tour, Marilyn Manson, Jim Rose Circus, um, Nine Inch Nails, featuring sporadically David Bowie to show up and you're right, yeah, yeah, like the shit like that. But it wasn't, it wasn't the, they weren't Marilyn Manson in really Nine Inch Nails. The only one that was really something yet was Nine Inch Nails, but that just happened. Everyone else was support. But now, like, you say Jim Rose Circus, like, uh, Iconic, Manson. Yeah. Well, maybe not Manson so much anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he's got other issues going on right now. So. A, a couple. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but if you say his name, you know exactly, you know, you know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was almost like, God, that was barely post-spooky, uh, spooky kids. Yeah. Yeah, like, and th- there you go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of worried about myself because I've grown a lot since you first met me. Um, but I'm really planning on being, uh, I'm, I want to follow some of the best advice I ever got as a, um, as an artist was from DJM. And he said, he told me the best way to start a set is to think of it like you're lighting a stick of dynamite. That first oh, song you play is 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 lighting that spark and let that let that really you know mm-hmm. be the explosion that gets things going throughout the night. Absolutely, uh, th- my camera is going to do that for you guys. I, like it's just going to be one of those things. It's uh, there'll there'll be times when you're going to be like turn the fucking camera off and I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, I, I will say no. Uh, within reason, um, you know, because well, sure. yeah. Yeah, you and I, we, we've talked, I mean, but like, if there's a fight, <laughs> like, I mean, that's one thing, but if like, there's, if there's some emotion going, um, man, I was like, I've actually been trying to figure out ways to like, make some sort of rig that I can have that has the camera on my shoulder, 
with oh yeah with it like i gotta figure out a way to make that because holding a camera all the time fuck it sucks um, yeah it's not gonna be fun that's for sure yeah but the, no but at the same time if i can make some cool ass rig um i've got tons of plans I'll, I'll, I'll for backstage stuff that i already have for uh, things that I already i already have in my wheel well but uh man like god i, I want to see if anything the 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 one there's two things that i have soulfly wise in my head right fantasy wise i want to convince max to do uh because i've never seen them perform it live is uh umba baba rumba oh yeah the the song about soccer yeah and then maybe if he's high enough to let me do the uh the beginning of trap zumbia i know it by heart dude (laughs) i i know it by heart i remember when i saw soulfly uh back in like 2001 at the sunshine at sunshine in uh albuquerque and god they opened for static x it was like kind of a trap it was I thought it was a travesty. I love Static. I loved Static X, but like they, oh, sure. I think they barely, barely had like two or three albums yet. But I really didn't care about any of the new ones. I only liked the original one. And um, God, that was one of the best days of my life, man. I was I was nineteen. I was dating a twenty six year old chick, man. She took me there. We showed up. I take off my shirt. She's like, I'm. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm. I'm about to tell you I'm about to go in the mosh pit, and I'll see you later. Right. And she's like, cool, because I'm going to go hustle drinks the whole time. I'll hold your shirt. And I was like, sweet. Uh, mosh the whole time. Uh, she wanted to go get it on after Soulfly was over, and I was like, not until they play I'm With Stupid. And it, yeah. during I'm With Stupid, I was crowd surfing, and the crowd dropped me on my head uh, over the barrier uh, and right in front of Wayne, and then it was time to go get it on. And, <laughs> and but that that that's iconic in my head and but the 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 suicide puppets thing i kind of want to just be a big blank thing like in my head like i want to do things and i've been studying filmography i've been watching a lot of things about making documentaries and what not to do how to do it and i've been ignoring most of it because i think it's all crap and yeah. i i want to make you guys look the best man like uh I can't wait, man. Neither can I. It'll be good. It'll be good to see you again, you know, because I got to see you a few weeks ago when the wife and I came out to Colorado to visit, and it, was, but it sucked. We only got to hang out for a night, but it'll be good to see you and uh, you know hang out for two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks, man. Two and a half. In a van. <laughs> we, we, we in, a, in a van, but this van will have windows, even though I like windowless vans. Um, <laughs> It's funny, like, we, we did, like, an hour and 45 minutes for the first take of this a month ago, and the next morning, you're like, yeah, we gotta trash that. <laughs> we gotta... Dude, I was... I, nothing, I was smashed. I know I was smashed. And I, I know there was some good stuff that came out of it, but I was like, no, nah, nah, can we redo this, please? Nah, nah. <laughs> see, see, within reason, like I said, like, any other time, I would have been like, no, we're not... We're, no, no, this is, this is getting printed. Nope, nope, we were both... Uh, shit hammered drunk like, like <laughs> I think we went to bed like at 5 in the morning and um, no, it, was, it wasn't that late it was around like midnight 1am no Amy it wasn't me, like what you, oh yeah yeah cause I remember cause Amy texted me she's like are you coming to bed and I looked at my phone it was like 1230 or something cause we got up Amy and I got up at like I think 6 cause we had like reservations at the at the Brown Palace for tea or something like that oh you poor bastard it was actually pretty cool, man. And I, I, no, we're I, meant, there. I meant getting up. <laughs> oh, 
Well, I just kind of woke up on my own, and my, our, our daughter came in the room, and I was like, oh, God. I can still feel the effects of the Jameson. You and I we killed, killed that whole bottle, dude. We killed the bottle and three quarters of whiskey that night. <laughs> and like, and, and like, I remember it was it was one of the best nights I've gotten of sleep in a really long time because like this is so stupid, but I sleep better when I have my shoes on and my keys still in my pocket and my jeans. And I just like Amy was like, you, you guys got back, and I, I was just getting up, and Amy was like, did you just sleep on the mattress? There's sheets, and I was like, huh? <laughs> she's like, there were sheets, and I was like, man, like I slept great, and it was it was so funny because uh, um, baby Veritas, I, I I saw it coming. She's like, Joshua, Joshua, where's your iPad? <laughs> Oh Lord, <laughs> dude! I had like, yeah, because I I got that uh, coloring out for. I still have a ton of uh, snaps of all the color uh, coloring shit Aww. for me, man. Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was a good time. But we've um we've got a lot of preparado to do, man. Like um, I'm a big planner on these sort of things. Um, anything that in your mind that you're worried about? Not really. Um. And of course, you know, biggest concern is messing up. You know, I mean, that's that's probably my biggest concern, but it's going to happen. You know, I mean, as a musician, you make mistakes and whatnot. It's just how you recover from it. Like, if you just keep on rolling, like, if you fuck up and just keep on rolling, nobody's going to know. Right. If when you make that face and you stop and you try to readjust, then somebody's going to figure it out. But, you know, I've been doing this forever, so I know how to roll with with the mistakes, but... That's really my biggest. That's my biggest fear. I just, you know, I want to. I just want to make sure I give the best performance that I possibly can each and every night, which I know I'm going to. And but yeah, that's probably my biggest fear. Was the original? Uh, obviously, you guys are almost the full original Suicide Puppets menagerie of from like what 15 years ago. Yeah, the only uh, we really are the original puppets at this point. There's a couple of, of new individuals in the band, and the, and the only one that's missing is the old keyboard player. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's all original band members. My question is, was the original incantation of Suicide Puppets, had you made this record then, been emotionally and mature enough to handle this sort of tour? No. Why not? Absolutely not. Why not? Uh, just by evolution of the band itself and how we matured as musicians. Like, when we first got together, it was just Twisty, Johnny, and myself. Right. Three-piece for the longest time, right? And, yeah, I mean, three-piece bands, are pretty, some of them are pretty cool, and they can do well. Uh, we we weren't, I mean, we didn't suck at what we did. It's just we, we, I don't think we had matured enough as musicians and worked collectively together uh, to make, you know, to make the sound that we are now. So in the beginning... No, I, I I don't think so. Uh, but now, oh yeah, we've we've matured as musicians over the years, and and we've learned how to play with one another. Uh, we know each never each everybody's uh, strengths and weaknesses, and how to work around that. So I I if this if this album had come out when it was just the original three, I yeah I don't think I don't think Soulfly would even said yes to having us coming on tour with them. <laughs> Even if you, even if the the record was the exact record that you just made. Well, I, I mean, you're talking the exact album, like everything uh, sounds the exact it, same. I'm saying everything sounds the exact same. It's 15 years ago. Would you've been emotionally mature enough 
to have handled this. Like, cause none of like I assume none of y'all were married yet. I assume like from what I understand, most of y'all are married. I was yeah. I was I was actually in my first marriage at the time. Uh, I I would have been ready to rock and roll. Uh, honestly, me personally, I I don't know about the other two guys. I can't speak for them. But yeah, if this had come out during the original incantation of Suicide Puppets, and so far I said let's let's rock and roll. Uh, I probably still would have pooped my pants, um, but yeah, absolutely. I would have been ready to rock and roll. I think I would have been emotionally ready for it, or or at least mostly emotionally ready for it. Because I like you know when I first joined Suicide Puppets, it wasn't I wasn't that far removed from being out of the service. You know what I mean? So my mental state there was still a little yeah weird to begin with. But uh, yeah, I think I, I yeah I mean if if. If we put out the exact same album like 15 years ago, yeah, totally. Yep, I, I think I would have been ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. I'm just thinking more in the sense of that uh, y'all aren't going to have to... As someone that's evolved from a lot of really fast living, um, me 10 years ago, me 3 years ago, would not have been emotionally prepared to be who I am and what I've shown you I can do to to go on tour like this. You could have expected me to be like, fucking drunk the whole fucking time and been stupid and fucking up um but i'm talking about the pitfalls like we're like i'm excited to go on tour with a a group of gentlemen that are not aging rockers or or people that are trying to um recapture some glory days because that's what i see a lot like uh there's there's some bands here especially in colorado springs there's this really shitty band called fucking gravel and everyone fucking loves them and the thing about them is they're, they're like they've got one l- young dude and it's a bunch of like old guys in like fucking cowboy hats and kilts, pretending to be rockers and the, like uh, like their 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 crowd is, I want to say ninety percent divorcees and uh, chicks that are <laughs> in their fifties uh, and hitting on guys that you know don't know no better, and, but. Yeah. You get what I'm saying here is that this is this is not that sort of thing. This is this is this is mature. If on paper I saw these guys sung about suicide, um, sorry, uh, serial killers, I would see. Well, I've seen your press releases and stuff like that. So, but it wouldn't occur to me that you were guys a bunch of like trying to glorify like Satan and all the great stuff that you know everyone loves about you know Manson back in the day. Uh, I'm getting. I'm. I'm. I'm rambling. I, I, let me. Let me wrangle this in. Give me a second. Here. No, you're good. I, I, I'm looking forward to filming mature people with mature subjects in a mature environment that is controlled to as much as it can be within the confines of what metal is, and that's something that's kind of new because I, I've I've seen a few bands that are like in, in the same sort of wheel well as you guys. And right. things could get out of hand, but I don't see that. I don't see that. Like I, I, I'm not looking. I'm not looking to film some ballroom brawls, or, <laughs> or uh, I mean, if that happens, uh, awesome. But um, that's not. That's I'm not. I'm not looking to film y'all. Uh, you know, about to like take all your clothes off in the shower, like a la Metallica, when there's a bunch of, like you know, nineteen year old chicks. Like no, no, that's that's not. That's not rock and roll. That that was '80s shit. Um, right. Yeah. I'm looking for something new. I, I want, you know, like uh, you 
you were taught that you shouldn't eat raw meat, but you know that a medium rare steak is how it should be done. Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to people that are ready. And it's it's such a rare occasion to encounter a group of individuals that are very um, original artists. Like, typically when I see makeup, I'm like... Um, it, it, but no, no, y- y- y'all aren't doing it like Mudvayne style or like you're about to go burn a church down in Sweden. Like it, no, but it's, it's it's because it falls in line with our entire ethos of what of what the band is. Thank I you. mean, thank you. Keep yeah. going, keep going, keep going. Tell me more. Yeah, so everything's about serial killers, murder, and death, right? So we all have that zombified, if you will, look about us, and uh, you know, it's not it's it's not like you know, oh, look at me, I look like a husky. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's all part of 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 the the presentation of how everything's put together so everything just is cohesive it, it's it's especially when you're attack, attacking the subject of serial killers i mean like for one thing it's part of uh it's part of our uh american subculture back of yeah. our back of our brains here it's one of those things absolutely that, like you know when you're in high school you could talk about your favorite serial killer and but, right. but then you you get older and you're like man I can't believe I have a favorite serial killer, and then you start learning more about the maturity of the aspect like you know you're not really like this guy these people are deplorable people, but at the same time oh. though, the exploration into human experience and why and yeah. and yeah you can say you have a favorite, but. Now I approach it with respect. Like, uh, like I, I, like the first thing that pops to mind is when I, I remember watching uh, Dahmer's trial, and uh, this black woman was on the uh, the stand screaming, "I hate you, Jeffrey! I hate you!" Right? Like, just, just like that woman would 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 be just incensed if she thought that there was a band out there promoting serial killers. You are not. No. No. This is a more of a an exploration into the brutality, into the, the human experience. That there's, there's no way that you guys glorify this. And and granted, I'm biased, but you you, you said it best. I, I'm an elitist when it comes to metal, but I'm not a dick when it comes to it. Right. No. Totally. Yeah. How, are you prepared for any blowback when people ask? Like, I mean, yeah, we're always prepared for it. Like we always get, we always get some sort of pushback. It's it's always going to happen just because of the nature of the band name. Right. Uh, like the first thing is like, oh, my guy's promoting suicide. That's not what we're doing here. Like, actually, ask us, and maybe we'll tell you. Like, we don't post any lyrics. There's no lyrics to be found anywhere, and we do that on purpose because we don't want you to freaking read them. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, if you wanted to, like, okay, fine. We'll tell you what the song's about, and we'll we'll give you a rough down of, of a rundown of the song and the lyrics and whatnot. We'll tell you straight to your face. But it's like we're not we're not glorifying suicide. We're not glorifying serial killers. We're just talking about them and like how fucked up they were. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> and and people love it. You know, and people love, like especially when they have those uh, their serial killer documentaries and what are they? Was it Netflix that does that or something? I don't know. I, and there's I, but there's been there's been a there's been a there's been like two. Uh, Bundy's one on Netflix. There's an amazing one on Ramirez, who I do have to say is my favorite on Netflix as well. well it, that would have been way better if if 
the opening song to that was Six Sex Six. I'm just saying. I know. So what you're saying is because that's one of our songs, and it's about Ramirez. <laughs> I I agree. Uh, I, I I I've used it uh, when I uh, run in gorilla at wrestling shows, and people don't have when they don't have uh, music that because a lot of these up and comer guys they'll they'll have music that. If we're filming and want to put it on YouTube, we can't use "Rock You Like a Hurricane." Like, if right, I, if, if, if we use more than ten seconds of it, YouTube is going to be like, "Wrong, done." The so, whole two-hour video is done, not happening because of one more second out of ten. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, my homeboys at Suicide Puppets let me have free reign of that shit, and I can't tell you how awesome it was when uh, Miss Raven was. I want this song. We can't use it. Well, I'm going to... You like serial killers? She says, of course I do. I'm like, then you're about to be really happy. <laughs> and uh, she goes out there and... Sex, uh, sex... God. I, I, it gets me too, dude. Six, yeah. Sex, sex, six. <laughs> six, six goes out. And we hear Ramirez... All around. Just swooping over the, the, the system. Because I've got control of it. Right and I and I crank him like I crank him more than the actual music to just really like <laughs> is that Ramirez and like one of the dudes backstage like one of the wrestlers came up was like was that Richard Ramirez and I was like fuck yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was and Raven's going out there and uh, she comes back she's like that was fucking sick I need that song and I was like yeah like that's cool and uh, I, I do the same with my homeboys over at Sinistry as well. Uh, they're in Montreal. Uh, really want to meet, want you guys to meet up. You, you'll love those guys. Um, no, yeah, you had them on. You had them on your podcast, didn't you? Yeah, I had them on the show. I had them on the show. Yeah, I thought so. But uh, I, what I'm getting at is that wow, I'm really rambling here. I apologize, man. I'm just so full of the jazz right now, man. This no, is... you're good, bro. I'm just letting you roll with it. <laughs> All right, so back to what I was saying. You're prepared for blowback. You're, yeah, you're prepared for obvious. Are, well, are you prepared for the people, the nut jobs that are going to be like, man, I love that Ramirez song, man. He's my hero. You prepared for yeah, that? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, we get that now. You know what I mean? So that's that's nothing new to us. It'll just be exponentially larger. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, And we, we, we understand we're not everybody's cup of tea either. So we know that when we go out on tour, there's people that are going to love us and there's people that are going to hate us. And, I'm, you know, that's fine. But we're not for everybody. What's the uh, Suicide Puppets experience after the show? I mean, y- y'all are chilling out by the van. Uh, you yeah, guys... no. So, if if you go to any of these shows on this tour from September 4th until September 19th when we're on tour with Soulfly, come to the merch table. Come hang out with us. Come have a beer. Come drink. Smoke. Whatever. We'll just, we just like to hang out. You know, we're going to be hanging out, slinging some gear, bro. I waited for Dez for an hour and a half outside his bus. Will you guys be doing that? Well, it, it depends. Like, we'll, we'll have to break everything down. We have to get everything off stage because Soulfly's going up right after us, right? So we got to get all of our shit off stage, and then we'll probably pack up all of our gear. So that might take us maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, give or take, and then we'll come in and we'll be in the venue for the rest of the night. We'll be in the venue pretty much all night. Uh, just after this, after the show, give us give us about forty five minutes because we're like, yeah, we got to put everything away and make sure we're all packed up, ready to roll. Will there be some sort of uh, evil lottery about who has to stay sober and drive? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody's got to drive. I think for the most part, though, we're going to stay the night at every place that we play and then uh, get up early the next morning and, and head out. Like, well, Because we start in Syracuse, New York, and go to, I believe, I believe the town's called Clearfield or Chesterfield, Michigan. That's a six-hour ride. So we'll probably stay the night in Syracuse and then drive the six hours the next morning to Michigan. But then from there, the next couple shows are only like an hour and a half away from each other. So we'll probably wind up staying the night in each town cool. before we go to the next day. So somebody might, you know, we don't plan on getting smashed. Not to say that it's not going to happen, uh, but, <laughs> but there's going to be drinking dynamite. involved. And I'm bringing, dude, I'm bringing a ton of cigars, just so you know. So Oh, please do. We need to uh, have a uh, drill a hole in the van, so if we get pulled over, like just we're just dumping shit. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to. It's a rental. I don't. <laughs> well, we can pull up the carpet. No, that'll be fine. No, no we, we we're gonna be fine. We're not gonna be drinking and driving, guys. We get that. No, no. That's old school wrestling stuff. We're we're not yeah. we're not <laughs> anthrax. God, I wish we were anthrax. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what I got for this, man. I, I can't wait to capture the new breed of Iconic. It's, 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 not, it's not a young man's game anymore. It's whoever has the fucking balls to rock totally. as hard as they can. It's not Absolutely. whether or not you're, you're dressing as a, a femboy on fucking on the strip in 86... And you're getting beat up by the guys that really like Metallica. This is this is all inclusive now. We're about to have a lot of fun and meet some people that we probably were never would have met before or had any sort of wheel well to this sort of music because it's now readily available. Like, do you, like, right. what, what do you guys? What do you guys really depend on when it comes to sales? Not that you're. I'm not talking about like money. Well, I am talking about money. I'm not asking you to give me numbers. But what are you? What are you going on streams? Off downloads, off actual physical CDs. We actually make the most money off of merch. Yeah, that's how it's always been. Believe it or not, like, dude, when <laughs> when we get our uh, settlement sheets, we get quarterly settlement sheets from uh, our record label from Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, whatever, wherever you can stream music from, right? And when we look at those sheets, it breaks it down by how many streams you got here, how many streams, and it breaks it down by song, too. And it's like the amount we get per stream is disgusting. Awesome. I think it's like point zero zero one of a penny. But it adds up. <laughs> well, sure. Like if you get millions of streams, yeah, it adds up. But we're not at that range yet. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, if if you if you really want to help us out, um, buying the album straight out pays us out the most. Right on. In terms Absolutely. of, oh, hold on, a little vague, like buying it straight out, like on like iTunes and Spotify, or uh, actually well, buying the physical. No, well, you're better off buying a physical copy from us. Cool. Well, you just go, you just go to puppetmerch.com. That's puppetmerch.com, and you can buy the album off of that, and I'll ship it to you. I'll even, I'll even put my little love note in there for you. Any uh, special gimmicks y'all are gonna do at the uh, merch booth? Anything like that, or? Maybe. <laughs> That's all you're getting right now. That's all we're getting. Man, like, wow, this is already light years better than what we recorded last time. It was just, like, 
chug, chug, chug. Hey, remember that time? Yeah, I remember yeah, that time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, uh, guys, uh, minefields, suicide puppets. What do y'all call your fans again? Puppeteers? Puppet kidding. army. <laughs> Puppet army is fucking with you, man. We call them MFers or minefielders. Yes, sir. Suicide MF puppets and minefields are collaborating. It's gonna happen. You're gonna this see. It's gonna it. be bad, bro. It's gonna be bad. I'm super, I'm super stoked. Plus, you know, like I said, just to hang out with you again for like a solid two and a half weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Don't forget, monkey wrench, stick of dynamite. I'm, uh, I'm hoping that we can do like, cause don't forget we, I, I kept my Planet Fitness thing going so we can hit the gym. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that, like, man, like wrestling trips are, are are so spur of the moment. But man, we gotta have a really, we gotta get a couple of Yeti coolers. Get some cold cuts, and make sure we're just eating eating well. I know it might be a shit. Oh, load, I know. Yeah, might be a shitload of sandwiches. We gotta eat well on this. Um, probably Gatorade cooler. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, no, not. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, and some air fresheners to hang off your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean, Josh? What are you trying to say? <laughs> I got some stinky farts. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what that's what German people will call regular farts. Yeah. <laughs> Fart and Scheisenheimer shin. <laughs> yes. Anyway, before I make a really, really bad World War II joke that immediately gets us banned. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, uh, this is all I got, man. How do we find you on, uh, on uh, social medias? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Suicide Puppets Band. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Suicide Puppets. Twitter, Suicide Puppets. You can go to suicidepuppets.com. Uh, actually, if you go there, that's the gateway to all of our social media sites. It also has the full tour schedule up there, plus all the other shows that we have lined up before and after the tour. Um, yeah, dude, check us out. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, g- Google Play, uh What's the uh, Pandora? Uh, you name it, we're out there. We're pretty much everywhere. We're on Deezer. Um, but if you could actually, if you, if, if you, all your minefielders listening, all you MFers out there, if you could go to our Spotify and follow us, that would help us out tremendously. Plus, you get more, a lot more updates about the tour on Spotify and our website than anywhere else. Yeah, and they have actual fans. They haven't bought fans like a bunch of dumbass bands here in fucking Colorado Springs have done buying fans on Spotify. Oh, I've got forty thousand dollars. No. Uh, no, you don't. We have talent, and we're rolling with it. <laughs> Guys, this is Minefields. This is Dangerous. This is Suicide Puppets. This is Veritas. This is Joshua Michael, your friendly neighborhood Joshua Michael. We are out. This transmission is over. You can do the freaking Santhon and all them. I have uh, so <laughs> all of his, I have all of his shirts from 2005 to 2009, and I I am literally wearing my Kevin Owens red shirt, red, the the red, the, the the black and uh, red ones that that replaced the the black and silver right now. <laughs> and, I ha- <laughs> and I and I have those ones too. <laughs>
Yeah, that's pretty funny. I point that out, right? Because you can relate to a non-body guy, but man, he's phenomenal in the ring, right? And that's something people can't ignore, of course. So what I'm saying is that while we're in the indies, we're still learning about ourselves and perfecting our craft before the big platform notices you. And I hope eventually some companies like Women of Honor or Shine or Shimmer rise. I wish um, uh, Chikara was still around because that was the other one I was hoping to go into. <laughs> Chikara was the shit. Yeah, yeah but... Um, that was unfortunate. You know, um, these are, there's many other indies that kind of put themselves out there. And then there's always that one that don't have the X factor or the it factor. And so to be the whole package, like how the looks and the talent, that's just such a, that's just hard. <laughs> how do you feel yeah. you fall into that? Well, I mean, I just had to adapt. Um, that's what I learned in my this will be my sixth year in wrestling and as an independent um, reason, reason being um, in Asia, most girls are smaller than me. So they're definitely 90 pounds. So I can do power moves on them without a problem. However, when I went to Australia, they're not as small as me. They're actually taller <laughs> and bigger. The same in America, taller and bigger. So it don't make sense for me to make, to do such moves on them, it doesn't make sense. The psychology doesn't make any sense. So I have to change, adapt, and make myself a striker and attack from big boots. Um, shiny Wizard Krapel. <laughs> how do you how do you overcome the anxiety before the matches if if you're encountered with such a uh, situation? Because uh, you and I have talked a lot. Uh, backstage mm -hmm. at CSW and uh, I, I remember you said something really particular to me and I'm not going to say it on, on, uh, on it caught, it on, caught on, to you, okay <laughs> on, on the podcast and and it, it was so personal and so vulnerable and it, it throws me in my tracks and but at the same time because like it was, you literally showed up that first time and I had the gig as an executive producer and I was trying to get shit done and I'm I didn't realize I was being really pushy. Uh, uh, for some people, some people told me I was being pushy, but um, in hindsight, you were trying to get in the zone, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> what's going on?" Oh, <laughs> and, uh, but um, I apologize for if I made you feel uh, or ruined your zen. Uh, my, no, you're fine. My, 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 <laughs> I had to my, adapt, remember? <laughs> agreed. And my question is, how do you find your zen on that? When when you're in a situation that you're not exactly the most comfortable. I think it's just putting, I think, you know how, uh, the best example I can think of is when you watch, um, I guess, um, Indiana Jones, and there's this one part in the Indiana Jones movie where Harrison Ford didn't understand the riddle and the riddle was take the leap of faith and then he's looking in front of him there's no stairways in front of him <laughs> that is a great if he had not taken that leap of faith because there's there's a goal right in front of him but he doesn't know whether he should step on it or really leap for it because the hint was take that leap of faith right so it was that kind of scenario whereby like yo the fans are here. 
I'm here. Let's do this. You really should. Hell yeah. That's pretty much how I did. And inside my head, I'm going, you got this. Reminding myself, you got this. Whereas outside of me, I look poised. I look, I guess, aggressive to some extent. (laughs) Um, It's just channeling out that I'm not afraid. And I think that's something I've known been known for i mean prior to coming to america i did no ring shows i've did i've done bar fight brawls (laughs) so with that said like and at that time um you know federations would bash on me you're just you're no different than a backyarder you need to be fully trained by the professionals and i told him look i have been I just go where there's money. Firstly, there's money. And secondly, right. I get a, I can practice my craft. And I, I have the background of Taekwondo, Thai boxing, right? So I'm like, yo, I, if I'm a striker, I better practice this. Well, <laughs> Not the fake yeah. crap. I, I <laughs> Not the leg slap. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, I don't do that. That's a lot of appreciation there and a lot of opening up. But, like, you're mm. you're a pioneer when it comes to your craft. Oh, different. Not everyone's the same. Agreed. I also try and add some art to it because sometimes you have too many people so serious that it must be spot for spot for spot, but they don't take that moment to bask in that moment, if that makes sense. Perfect sense. But you know, like, it, yeah. But that's not my question. My question is, yeah, you show up you do have, and you mentioned anxiety earlier. Uh, not that it was, I do, not, I do. Not to shake it, it off. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? The, what do you have a mantra? Like, like the, the, there's got like uh, when I was a little kid, and I was getting yeah. picked on. I, I, mm. I, I would always remember that Mr. T was my best friend, but Mr. I didn't know Mr. T. Mr. T was a, a an action figure, and I religiously watched uh, the A Team. But mm-hmm. in my mind, when I was scared. I would remember what B.A. Baracus would say, and I'd go in to a dangerous situation scared. But I still went in. And yeah. And yep. my my question is is when you're in those situations, when you have that uh, layer of mystery or, or questioning or anxiety, like yeah. W- I'm asking a deeply personal question. Like, what, what, yeah. what's going on in your head? Like, what's your mantra? Like, how do you get to that spot where you can pop? Where, where I've seen you, I've stood next to you after talking to you, <laughs> and then you pop through that fucking curtain like nothing had fucking happened. Um, yeah. Help, yeah. Help us understand that because that's a big deal. You're not walking into like high school as a freshman. You're you're about to nah. go get you're about to go get beat up. Like guarantee. Oh, yeah, or beat someone up, one of the two. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, ma'am. Agreed, but it's going to be a violent situation, guaranteed. Uh, oh yeah. From your unique yeah, yeah. perspective, and from your own personal—I um, don't want to say demons. Uh, I want to say um, the heaviness that weighs you down when you're worried. Um, yeah. How do you get from backstage to the to the to gorilla to pop out and be fucking Tyra? Fearless. Oh man, fierce. That I think the music helps. One of them is definitely the music, and it's just a reminder. 
the music is a wonderful uh, mantra actually the moment you hear it you have this sense of like mystique and definitely taking deep breath it helps when i'm doing my entrance and um yeah like i said earlier i told myself hey you told yourself uh when you first started out in my head this is before i come out of the curtain i go i tell myself hey this is your moment this is you you've come this far you would think you want to give up like you were telling yourself i'm just going to give this one year here you are after now going to be six years that's why i told myself um as i passed through and told myself hey you've come this far why turn back just go um goes back to that reference image of Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones taking that leap. All you got to do is go and the rest just comes into place. Now, the moment you have that self-control, I guess, or knowing that what you're doing. I appreciate that's that. That's another metaphor. factor. Agreed. Yeah, I Agreed. think that's the best I can think of. <laughs> now, now my question is is if you're Indiana Jones taking that leap of faith, remember what Indy did? He grabbed a, a handful of gravel and he threw it on the invisible bridge. Correct, yeah. For, for everyone to follow him. That's my yeah. question. What's your handful of gravel throwing on the invisible grid, uh, bridge that. Because, like, you never fucking know who's going to be awesome in wrestling. You, there's, there's no such thing as nobody in wrestling. Um,. Yeah. <laughs> when you're hand, when you're when you're throwing that handful of gravel for the people that understand to you to see that you, that you hope get to where you're about to get to, what's going through your head? Uh, like what 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 would you want them to know to get to that invisible bridge without having the the handful of gravel or, or you uh, finding the the holy grail? Because you're you really talking about that. I, I know it sounds so stupid to, to, to <laughs> anyone else that doesn't understand wrestling would be like, what the hell are these assholes talking about? Wrestling is life. Well, I mean, as an entertainer as well, as a wrestler, we're also responsible entertainers. And crowd could read you, you see. And if they do read you being unsure or unsellable or unconvincing, what makes them want to be like you or want to look at you? So I guess the self-confidence comes when I do my mantra, i.e., this is me, this is why I'm here, I've come this far, and there's no turning back, I gotta go, I got this. That's And also breathing at the same time. A lot of people forget that to breathe. <laughs> breathing is definitely a, a must, and I tend to do that when I put Vicks on my chest or near my neck, I'll feel... I'll, remind myself that oh if i can smell the vix that means i'm breathing and i i can have some kind of clarity there so i hope that answers your question <laughs> no no that's that's wonderful i i just it, it's you can't just tell someone to like be inspired by me i'm doing this nah. shit like you no know, what really inspires them is like when they find out that you know you hurt the way they do and yeah yeah, it's um, they forget that even celebrities are human. Right. They still turn to their vice, i.e., alcohol or I don't know, cheat, whatever. <laughs> people forget that celebrities and even indies are are people. Right. <laughs> 
I, I love the redemption stories, man. Like, I like seeing that Big Cass is back. Like, I love seeing that, like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It sucked he that... looked like a freaking beast. He does. He... It... What happened to him sucked. He was drunk. He was fucked up. He couldn't help himself. And then now he's back. And he's doing his best. And that's all anyone can ever ask of anybody. And he conquered something. And you conquered the bullshit... Uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so ashamed to know I didn't know the stereotype. Not because I wanted to be a part of it, but I, but I'm talking about, like, I did not know that Ty meant happy ending. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't you know, know that, uh, like, you, you had scenarios like that, or like um, Ping Pong Show. The moment you say that, you associate it with Thailand, and imagine a person like me not want to talk about it, because, um, you know, that shit's not something you talk over dinner table. <laughs> I agree. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's a little... A little awkward. <laughs> I, I've told Tony a bunch of times, like, um, the only people that's never ever called me a faggot were black people. No. The, and the only people that's never fucked with me were Asian people. Um, white people all the time. I should, I should, growing up in the military, I should, and being picked on by a whole rainbow. <laughs> uh, a rainbow? <laughs> I, 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 of people picking on me because I was a weirdo. Mm-hmm. I still had to fight. I I still had, like, there was a couple times when I knew I was going to have to, I was told, like, I'm going to fight you after lunch. Uh, oh, those are fun. Uh, but, I've always gotten those. I've always gotten such playground fights growing up, too. I mean, that's part of the reason why I had to move schools when I was in America. Four different schools, actually. So it's not something I, I should be proud to say. Um, but I fought because I believe in something. And the one I could remember most vivid was, I believe, 9-11, right after it happened. Near my school, um, there was this house, and this little six-year-old was in her front yard playing a sand thing or sand castle, whatever, or some kind of Play-Doh, I couldn't tell. And um, my classmate, sorry to say it, she's a Texan, loud and proud Texan. Right. She goes to this house with this poor girl in the front yard and starts throwing rocks at her and says get out of here you arab i was telling her my classmates stop it this family is not arab and don't say arab that's wrong not correct the pronouns right and she wouldn't stop throwing rocks at that poor girl and i did what i had to do i told her if you don't stop i'm gonna make you and she's like six foot two bigger bigger bones than I am and I'm just a tiny five foot two <laughs> five foot two girl that told a big girl to stop throwing rocks at a poor little kid at that kid's yard and I just took her down grabbed her hair told her you better stop and she wouldn't swung at me and um, yeah let's just say it didn't stop <laughs> um, the parents came out the parents came out and grabbed their little girl. And the moment I saw them take the little girl, that's when I kicked up. I pretty much broke her wrist. <laughs> I was I was about to say, I hope there's a scar in that girl's body that every time she sees it, she reminds it not to be a racist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did that. I, I mean, she was a... I mean, she's... I get it. Everyone in America is opinionated and has a right for expression, but that doesn't mean that right should abuse someone else's right let alone another fellow citizen. It, it's just wrong. I don't know. It's just felt that burn inside me. 
That's and a... yeah, I, I grabbed her by the hair, took her down and pounded her until I saw the little kid go inside with the parents crying. I, I never got... I never got to see them again after that because <laughs> yeah, they clearly moved. Yeah, but you, you weren't you weren't looking for a thank you. You were looking for a quit fucking with with an innocent. Yeah, I didn't. I did not approve. And the family, you look at their name; they're not even Arab. They're freaking Pakistani. You know, so it's like, the fuck is your problem? They're not the problem. Jesus, you I'm... see, so. It breaks my heart, and I've seen it firsthand. And like, yeah, I got expelled for it, but I stood for something what I believe, and I wouldn't, I would never change it. Mother, on the other hand, was not happy. But <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, but just sharing with you. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, no, you didn't. <clears throat> cut, you didn't cut me off at all. You, like this, this is exactly why minefields exist. Is that we walk through minefields, and Tony, like, Tony, when was he when he realized what minefields really meant? Hmm. Um, no, no, I just kind of, probably the first couple of weeks, you know, we did their for initial interview with myself, and you kind of, you know, you get into stuff, you talk about more than just basic questions. No, no, Tyra, like, it's funny when she's, it's not funny, let me rephrase the, the that's what regular ass people say. It, <laughs> is, it is interesting that she didn't tell that story because she wanted praise that she saved a Pakistani girl from getting belted with, with rocks. Her story was about standing up for what she believed in and getting her ass what probably when she got home and got expelled. And she didn't even mention that. I assume she, you got your ass whooped, Tyra. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, I broke her wrist. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about wrist. when you got home to your mama. Oh, my mom was not happy because my dress was all messed up, like, that she bought for me and stuff. So, yeah, she wasn't happy. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you, you stood up for what was right. And there's a lot of different yeah. things that, that are happening, especially in the business. And Tony and I talk about this exhaustively, about what we like and what we don't like and what we want to change and how we're going to change it or if it could be changed. But these are the stories that are going to resonate with people. Like, uh, like when you hear a really good song, and I really appreciate you sharing that. That that's that's not something that you just. Hey, nice to meet you, Tara. So I beat up this white uh -huh. girl one time. Um, now, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I decided that oh, because I'm deceitfully smaller, doesn't mean I'm a pushover. You see, and, and it doesn't help that I guess a lot of people assume Asians are submissive or like easy pushover or keyboard nerd or whatever. Um, no, nah, I, I refuse to be, be um, not belittled, but like disrespected. And if I see something wrong and I don't like it, I'm not going to keep quiet about it. Right. <laughs> Mother would always tell me. Sometimes it's best to just turn the other way, and I'm like, no. <laughs> that poor girl is going to be rocked, like, beat the crap out of her just because she's she looks like an Arab. That, that's just, that's, that's unacceptable. If, if you don't, innocent child. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, what's your mama's name? Huh? My mother, English name is Elizabeth. Um, what's her real name? Chiruni. Her Thai name is Chiruni. My mother's name yeah. is my mother's name is Julia. Tony? Uh-huh. Maria. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, my mother is a very um she wished for me to be more feminine and not so aggressive, but 
Unlike my sister, I'm not. <laughs> and are I've you, always been different. Are you really that aggressive? Um, comparative to most um, Asian girls, I would say. What about your own? I would say what I What about am. your own definition <laughs> of what aggressive is? Would you classify yourself as aggressive? Uh, I I used to have a short fuse before, but now I'm kind of more mellow because I don't see the point of getting in a fight and have a bad record. <laughs> right. I mean, we're all adults, right? Um, from what I understand, you can, I think, a, a police officer could even um, say you assaulted him for yelling at him or whatever. Am yeah. I correct to say that? You like, are. It get, a lot of policies get so hypersensitive, it's kind of not worth it. Um, getting a record. <laughs> Granted, everything you've told us tonight, uh, you've, mm. you've told us a lot of good, a lot of bad, some crazy ass awesome stories. Where would you want to see the business go? Because uh, one of the things that I really want to herald in, in Minefields, and, and just to bring it real quick, Minefields is questioning everything and exploring. And you showed us a lot of that tonight. Um, questioning and exploring where wrestling should be and it is a uh an absolute paramount like a a, a a monolith in the ground i don't care what's pin your legs if you're a wrestler you're a wrestler if you're a person you're a person um mm. where would you want after all your experiences and how you've been in many many locker rooms across the world and that's a really broad question you've been in a lot of places where would you want the yeah. business to be? I mean, like, like you can't just say, okay, we're going to change the world. Okay, women wrestlers are now known as wrestlers, and we're not going to call them that anymore. They're just wrestlers. But what true blue, true blue, what, what changes would you like to see happen? Hmm. It's hard to say because I remember before COVID, and this is me, myself, doing no ring um, matches around the world even. Um, and I have those who never done no ring shows um, telling me that I'm a backyarder. So that that mindset has already changed after COVID because firstly, we're not allowed to have crowds. Secondly, stuff could be infected like metal and everything. Yeah. So having a no ring show, which I got familiar with and we started bringing out at our neon light bar fights, which is the sister brand of our slate to the deathmatch tournament. Yes, ma'am. Um, extreme section. Um, that aspect actually was more inviting to non wrestling fans. That's something, um, I learned because you can only do so much wrestling show, generic wrestling shows for your wrestling fans. Cause there's not that many. But if you're able to broaden your product, in our case, the no ring deathmatch, neon light bar fights at a bar brawl setting with our rules and people love to drink, of course, uh, rowdy crowd makes a very fantastic show. Of course. Um, it shows us that we can broaden our fan base. Even non wrestlers would also enjoy what we do as well. So back to your question, I think wrestling has evolved to the point where no ring shows are acceptable and um that's awesome. a wonderful shift to see however um you know you have you, uh highlights of death matches or spot monkeys that how should i say um become over over the top 
like have no meaning or no purpose or why they do that kind of right. situation. Yes, ma'am. But we are in a situation whereby the most viral video from our side with Slate to the death match was when um, Murdoch did that Canadian destroyer off the balcony onto the ring. Um, that itself getting noticed and being viral is like now the the thing to try and do. It's a hard thing to catch on, but once you do, you you, you kind of make yourself known at that point. <laughs> of no. course, there's Botchmania too, who can make yourself viral too, so it's either good or bad. <laughs> so no. I think what I'm trying to say is I that um, I'm happy to see that no ring shows are acceptable by workers as well, whereas before they would talk down and be like, you're no different than a backyarder. Let me rephrase. When people say backyarder, they assume that you've never been properly trained. Right. That's how they assume. But actually, if you look at, from my experience, when I did the underground wrestling scene, there was no proper ring. It's just chained. <laughs> rope instead of rope is chains. And um, it dawned on you later when you're breaking your fall, even when you take judo, when you do kickboxing and all, you hit the ground. It's going to suck. You know, but you get back up and fight. <laughs> so that's how I look at it, that I think it's starting to be more realistic or realism. And um, as a worker, you're forced to um, think outside the box. Right. So just to add to the, the mix of like how wrestling has evolved, I'd say it's becoming more versatile. And a lot of people enjoy more blood, too, it seems so. But um, it's not necessary, you see. Um, it's how you do it, and there's meaning to it. And I think that's something that the meaning to it is the the part that I'm missing nowadays. If I'm making sense. You're <clears throat> you're 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 wanting more poetry to the art. Yeah, I would like some poetry, and I think that's another beauty about um, wrestling. Like in lucha culture, must wear masks. Even with scorching hot 100 freaking Fahrenheit, you're still wearing your mask inside that power suit that you're talking in that press conference. That honestly floored me because I'm like, whoo, I don't know if I can do that. And I'm already suffering with my face mask right now. <laughs> so that's something that hit me and it was admirable. Yeah. And um, I kind of miss that poetry or that double meaning or that respect. If that makes sense in wrestling, it makes perfect sense, Tony. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Oh, and I hate hearing people go, "Oh, it's so snug, it's too stiff." First thing I say to them is, first off, if you're going to be fighting with me, uh, it's not the leg slap, whatever slap thing. Yeah. No. Sorry, it's no. not going to happen. <laughs> I-, I warned you. But you're no, you're no sexy star. You're, you're still protecting, and I know. Oh, I, of course, I, I, see I protect. It. I see I it. protect. I see it. I, I mean, I, I, re- I respect the sport enough to not, like, not intentionally. You see, the intent is there, but you know that's the beauty of the art. You see, and that's something people forget and um, or lose themselves while they're doing their match. I don't know how else to describe it, but you would see it when you have a trained eye or observe, observe a lot more. Yeah. 
I thought I had a trained eye until every time I watched a wrestling match, Tony would kick me in the dick. He's oh. a man. Nah, I'm just putting him over, man. He's he's one of my best friends. <laughs> I just love the guy, man. You you you've worked with him. He's all yeah. He's all quiet now. I know. Did yeah. I say something wrong, Tony? I'd, oh no, you're good. I'd come out of retirement to wrestle you. Oh, for real? I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I hear all the stories about your road trips when you used to be uh, with IWF and all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see if you still got it. <laughs> I'm down. Let's come out of retirement for that. Phenomenal matches, though, when I watched those old videos that Bubba would keep at our house, and I saw your your footages. Um, there's this one match you did with this really old veteran. Um, by veteran, I mean he looked like a military guy, and he looked like he murdered you half the time. <laughs> but you still sprung back up, nonetheless. No, that, I never actually wrestled Jimbo in a singles. So, so it was a different. Oh, so that's one guy. you never had. No, I never yeah. wrestled. Never wrestled Jimbo. I wrestled in tag once. It's yeah. been it. Huh. Uh, maybe to do that one at some point. <laughs> for your re- coming coming back man. Yeah, do, do a whole do a whole tour why not make make a weekend out of it be yeah. fun yeah uh, one thing i learned about mexico trip and this is something i i feel like we need to add in our training and here's something i'm going to throw out there everyone's going to hate me for it is be exhausted and wrestle i sh- i kid you not i've never been exhausted in my travels and still be peak adrenaline to the point i get my match freaking on on point off fumes because <laughs> i didn't sleep the night before because <laughs> traveling is just exhausting <laughs> yeah so that's something i'm going to tell everyone to train train when you're exhausted trust me because when you're traveling this is how you're going to feel when you're in a match you're not going to be tip-top shape as you <laughs> nope that's uh one of the best pieces of advice i ever got was um if you're working at your art, you're always going to be tired. Yeah. Yep. You're always going to sure. be tired. Just, <laughs> just keep at it and uh, figure out how to fill in the spaces in between. This is something Tony and I live and breathe by is filling the spaces in between uh, of uh, storylines, of business, of everything. Is f- figuring out how to fill in the spaces in between, like whether it's a two-hour nap or... Like God, like we we did like it was a twenty three hour forty five minute trip to Lubbock three weeks ago. A what now? At yeah. where? Yeah, we. Oh, that uh, was Square Circle Pro in Lubbock. Yeah. Uh, where is that? Sorry, Lubbock. Oh, Lubbock is about eight hours, eight hour drive. Texas. South, uh, Texas. Hour and a half oh, south Texas. of Amarillo. Okay, yeah, Texas is roughly like an eight and ten hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a uh, it was an absolute marathon and. Um, it was my first wrestling road trip, by the way. He totally broke my wrestling road trip, Cherry, uh, on, oh. on, on, on that one. We 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 worked the entire way. We filmed, and uh, that's actually something we want to talk about uh, okay. in just a minute. But uh, if you could give any advice to boy, girl, trans, what would you want them to know that you learned that you wish that you had learned at, at an early age? Hmm. Be more brave. Try not to care what people say. And by people, I mean even your family. If you really believe it with all your heart, all your soul, do it. 
because like I told everyone, it's not wrestling is not for everyone. Heck, I never would see myself as a wrestler if you talked to me maybe six years ago before I learned training. I was a Zumba girl. I was an archery girl. I was doing um, Aikido. I was doing rock climbing. Did I say archery? Yeah, I did that too. So I was like pretty much fulfilling myself with so many hobbies that never really stuck to me. It made me an all-rounder for sure. But it didn't really stuck to me that nice. resonates that inner side of me. If that makes sense. It does. I've always wanted to grab someone's hair and yank it so hard and smash it to the table. But of course I can't do it at my work life because, oh, I would love to do it to my old manager. Oh, grab her face and smash it onto the darn table, you cow. You know, <laughs> but I can't. But in wrestling, it's a healthy outlet and it's art at the same time. Thank you for putting it that way. That was that was beautiful. Thank you. No mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> art is art. Whether it's you know Jackson Pollock throwing uh, random splatters of uh, paint at a giant ass canvas, or someone yeah. testing the limits of what different shades of blue on blue are going to yep. be a million dollars in the future, or seeing a perfect photo of kevin owens delivering the most beautiful pop-up powerbomb you ever saw in your goddamn life to sammy sammy that is a beautiful move it's a (laughs) it's 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 fluid art and he he just pop-up powerbombed his best friend in real life (laughs) so we all yeah we got all this stuff going on here and oh it just happened but then it did happen we we saw it happening but then it it resonated and you've got uh, one of the premier leagues, feds, whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Yeah. In Denver. Uh, how do we find primos in, uh, on the social media? Um, yeah, primos. We got our Facebook, um, page so you can find us as primos premier pro wrestling. Um, we also have, let's see, Instagram and Twitter for primos pro wrestling. So you can follow us on um all three platforms and uh yeah as earlier mentioned on the 26th of june we will have our second annual all women's tournament and um, the omega nine so definitely excited and practicing towards it because we didn't get to do it last year due to covid and not enough talents to come and wrestle <laughs> so this time now that things are opening up everyone's healthy well going to be healthy or whatever most of us getting healthy we all can get come, come together and make a killer of a show. Don't forget the school. Women. Don't forget the school. We got uh, Joey and uh, Dusky train where? Ah, uh, yes. We also um, train at this facility called called the Foos Box Sambo Warriors um, MMA facilities, and it's at Wadsworth. And so, um, yeah, we we share the facilities at this um, Sambo MMA kickboxing facilities. <laughs> Well, uh, I hope it's just like crack and first one's free. <laughs> uh, we do have tryouts. So, like, yeah, the most of the inquiries would come for their tryout, and it's a free tryout, yeah, to That's see awesome. if they, they awesome. feel they can do it or not or they can take it. Um, like, not everyone is athletic. I definitely was not <laughs> when, I, when I first started out, but the moment you take your first fall is when you know yourself. How fast you get up is when you're ready. Does that make sense? 
100%. But you can't just stay there for too long. Ugh. No. And in a real fight, why would you stay there for too long? You have to get, get back up and fight back, so. Time that's the smash. same logic. <laughs> Miss Tyrus May, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you tonight, man. It, uh, awesome. Thank you for having me. We, we've we loved you for since the moment we saw you. But uh, <laughs> we have uh, some secrets to talk to you about, uh, so don't hang up. Guys. Okay. Sure. This is, this is Minefields. Tony. This you guys have a good night. This transition is over.